Hey everyone, how's it going today? Well, here I am in the uh, midst of winter in Vancouver, which goes from snowstorm to rainstorm to who knows what. It's exciting, it's interesting, and uh, I enjoy shoveling, so I'm one of those weirdos that uh, welcomes the snow as long as everyone's safe in it. Um, then there you go. Now that has something to do with what we could t call the state of the world. And the world does have a state, because the world is a self-contained organism. Yes, there are things coming into our world, such as rays from the sun, cosmic winds and dust and debris, perhaps, uh, on a small scale at this point. But the state of the world is an interesting concept. But I hear the word world being talked about a lot, when really what should be said and meant is human society. And who says this? Who says the state of the world is this, the state of the world is that? Why? The ego does, of course, because the ego takes it for granted that because it knows the world is there, its opinion about the entirety of the world is valid, is apt, is valued. And yet, just as I'm going to be pointing out with the way we use words, it's often not true. Our ego lies about a lot of things and takes us along for the ride. A lot of us are conditioned to it, so we don't really know we're doing it. But the state of the world and the state of human society are two distinctly different things, and yet, of course, the state of human society impacts the state of the world. And I've been fortunate to not get too closely caught up in any stories about the state of the world that come from ego, because I believe I've always seen the bigger picture and recognizing that. We could talk about human population. We could talk about climate change. We can talk about human society. Just the fact that it exists with nearly 8 billion of us on the planet. And what the impact that has on the world. The world that we need. That we come out of. And that we are consuming at a rate that is more than we need. And more than actually derives value. For how we feel about how we live because ironically the more we consume the world the less connected to it we are and thus the side effect of that again all of this stemming from ego being in a position to be able to look at the world around us and break it down and reconstruct it the collateral damage is almost always a diminished connection to nature to self and that has been propagated as dis-ease mental health being probably at the top of the charts, anyone not knowing who they are in this world has a disconnect and a semblance of a mental disease. Whether that person is suffering in the negative side, what you call depression, anxiety, stress, or the positive side, success, the millionaires, the billionaires, I actually would uh, not hesitate to say that at both ends of the spectrum, there's a subconscious mental health problem. Because there's ego, and where there's ego, there's greed. There's a lack of understanding of the state of the immediate society around us and our impact on it, and then how that in turn impacts the state of the world, which again comes back on us in a circular way. Because what we do to the world, in some way we do to ourselves. We harm the world, we create disease in ourselves. We pollute the environment, we get diseases. We don't eat close to what could be considered a natural species-specific diet, then we have problems like 
cardiovascular problems, respiratory problems, diabetes, stroke, all these things that happen to us are part and parcel of how much our society takes from the natural world in an imbalanced way. And I've noticed this my whole life, how egotistical and arrogant humans are about assuming that when we say the world, we mean the entirety of the world when, again, as I said before, usually we're, we should be using human society. Like a a lot of people just randomly say something about the state of the world when it's not true. The world has been here for 4.4 billion years, evolving, life forms growing and evolving into what has become us as one of billions of life forms on the planet when it gets right down to it. And yet, because of the human intellect and the human ego, we talk about the world as if it's ours, innately when the part that we're actually responsible for is ourselves, and ourselves is us and human society. And this is where it gets interesting, because human society, civilization, is nothing but a projection of our self-conscious mind and the associated tidbit of ego that seems small, but just by virtue of the fact that our ego takes credit for what it's able to do, it just keeps on reinforcing the idea that this world belongs to it when nothing could be further from the truth. Because without humans on this earth, the world would be fine. The world would carry on. The world would go through its cycles, which it has in the past, of other civilizations coming and going, other species coming and going. You know, extinction-level events having happened in the past. Four of them, I believe, to date. And perhaps we're actually creating the fifth one by our our actions at the moment. Um, Who knows? I'm not one to talk about things like that in a kind of um, apocalyptic way. It doesn't interest me as much as it does to speak about what have we done to get here and what are the side effects of human society on the state of the world in total. And what can we do about it? And you know, it always snaps back to personal responsibility. It always snaps back to personal responsibility because you are a part of your community, your family, which is a part of society. Society is a part of a, a province or a state or a county. That's a part of a country. A country is a part of a, a continent, you know, just as the cells of your body are parts of an organ. The organ is part of a system. A system is part of you, but only on a physical level. Beyond all of that, the energetic state of the earth as it has come to be, full of life. This place is absolutely teeming with life because the circumstances are perfect for it. Water, sunlight, temperature being optimal. If you go anywhere else in the universe, I'm not unconvinced that if those conditions are happening and stable somewhere else, then life simply arises. It's not that magic of a thing while at the same time it is. And I'll do a different episode on um, the biogenesis of life with regards to the material world, the energetic world, how they interrelate, and how it's just simply evolution and a matter of time for these things to happen. And yet back to just talking about what we can do, I recognized long ago when I became uh, vegan, and then when I was looking at my consumption and deciding to be a more minimalist consumer in society, realizing as one person, am I impacting the state of the world today? Hardly, hardly. But I had to still do something that I could live with in my own conscience, in my own heart. And that's where it's valid. 
And this is where a lot of us get stuck. We see the state of human society around us. We see it impacting the state of the world, and we don't like what we're doing to the state of the world. A lot of people are empathetic and sympathetic to what humans, just by virtue of the fact that we exist with an ego, with systems and structures we've created, a lot of people um, don't feel good about it. And it isn't something to feel good about because we're not being very responsible as a species. We do have an impact on the state of the world through the fundamental state of human society, which is, again, a projection of the fundamental state of the subconscious ego within the human organism. And the fact that we all see ourselves as individuated entities, life forms, that are allowed to do what we want to pursue our own goals, dreams, happiness, health. And the ironic thing is, on one level, of course we are. We're allowed to do what we want, but we've become disconnected from knowing that that always has an impact on the world around us. Through the society around us, sometimes, sometimes it's directly. Depends on our circumstances, although majority of us now live in societies, and there are so many structures that keep us tethered to those societies that we do become disconnected from the state of the world. And yet through our ego, through our mind, through education, we can learn that there is a world we're part of. And this world is freaking huge. I still don't think the average person grasps how large the world is. What a big, big place it is. And yet we can just talk about it casually as, oh, if I do this, it's going to impact the world. And talking about the state of the world as if we can know it all. And yet we do understand a fair bit about the natural systems of the world. I think we understand less about the human systems of the world and their impact because the ego doesn't want to admit what it's done. That's one of the Achilles heels, if not the Achilles heels of ego. It always moves forward. It never stops. And I want you to understand this. The ego and the self-conscious mind will never stop if you don't interrupt them. And I think you know this feeling because this is anxiety. This is worry. This is stress. When it's prolonged, this is depression. When depression is prolonged, this is suicidal tendencies because it's not fun to live with, that state of inner suffering. And yet a lot of it isn't our direct fault, isn't something we ever did. It's almost guilt by association for being involved with a human species that does such atrocious things to one another and to life on earth. Now the counterpoint to that is, and I will always say this, is that we are an amazing, interesting species. We're capable of imagining, we're capable of doing so many things, only it's become less common for us to just help each other and help the world by default, by seeing the bigger picture, by seeing our involvement in society, and not just letting our ego give us that subconscious ego allowance and validation of like my right to do this, my right to do this. It's like when I hear people talking about food, they're like, you know, my body, my choice. This is my diet. This is my this. And on a surface level, that's true. But that's the surface level because deeper, your diet isn't just about you. Your consumption isn't just about you. Your profession isn't just about you. You're on an earth where you're interacting with life on some level from every time you breathe to everything you do and there's a responsibility that goes with that and there's a responsibility that we should all want to embrace because it's a good feeling 
And I know that because as I was talking about the state of the world versus the state of society versus your inner state, whether or not what you do impacts the world in some grandiose, epic way doesn't have to matter for you to still do it because at least you feel good about yourself. And hopefully you're healthy, you're satisfied with your actions, and on most days you're actually happy because there's no resistance to being yourself. When you analyze your actions, you don't have any thoughts about how you could have done it better or what you did wrong. And if you do do something that impacts the world in a way, that impacts society in a way, another person, another life form, and you're not happy with it, rectify it. Do something about it. Every moment is a new chance to do that. And yet I want to make everyone aware that this subconscious ego has become so pervasive in the human species that I don't think anyone's really talked about it much, if at all. And that is the basic entitlement that humans have on this earth that can lead to us making such egotistical statements as the state of the world. So that's what I wanted to bring to your attention today. It's a very simple notion. It's a very powerful notion. And inside of it, as with everything else, your perspective on it changes when you know yourself. And especially when you know yourself beyond the ego, beyond what's just in it for you in this moment. Because I can attest that it's a good feeling to do things without that ego perspective. Because it opens the whole world up. It makes it real. And reality, as hard as it can be sometimes, is extremely good to deal with. Because then it's done. It's not in your head. It's not you creating philosophies, it's not you creating concepts, and it's not you against the whole world, because you are a valuable and yet minute part of this earth, which is a huge place that will be here long after you're gone, that was here long before, and that you can have an impact on, starting within yourself, with yourself, and that being the most powerful thing you can do in this life, irregardless of what future decades and generations of humanity evolves into. Although if I can help people reflect on all of this and where the systems and structures came from and how we can have governments and religions and people who, you know, purport to be between you and yourself, you and life, you and God, whatever you uh, feel that to be. That gap, once bridged, will automatically lead to a more peaceful and healthy world, which in turn leads to a peaceful, healthy species within the world, which is all we are. We're really just a species that thinks too much of itself in the end. And once we expand our awareness beyond that, a lot of things will change. And in doing that, we need to hold each other accountable, which means if we hold our individual ego accountable, trust me, you'll then start seeing the projections of ego in, in the systems and structures of the world. And when it's not helpful, you'll call it out. Because it is helpful sometimes. There's 8 billion people. We need to manage it somehow. Now, I won't get into that detail today, but I implore you to look after the state of your world by looking after the state of your society, the trillions of cells that make you up. And at the core of that, the energy that's within you, within all the fabric of your being, to look after the state of your being. Because if nothing else changes outside of you, 
at the very least in this lifetime, you can know peace, freedom, love, and connection without wanting anything from the world. Hello, fellow humans, and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, ever since I got this thing started, which was years in the making, I've been excited about uh, doing this and only this. It's what gives me the most pleasure in life is helping others help themselves. And it's actually what I know the best, despite all the other things I've studied for and uh, have had as careers, as experiences, as hobbies, as connections with life. This is it. So to that end, if you'd like to experience, if you'd like to support a very simple human doing this, it doesn't take much for me to survive. And anything over and above that that I ever make from this will always go back into helping others directly. And you can support me by finding me on Red Circle Podcasts, which may be where you're listening. Uh, There's donating information there. I also have an account with something called Libra Pay, where you can find me as Steve Alat, or you can send uh, a donation through PayPal, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. If any of those aren't sufficient or fail, send me an email. Again, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. We can figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening. I really, really hope it helps. And if it does, do send me a message. Thanks for your support.